Welcome to Actions Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. In case it's not obvious from my other episodes or if this is the first one you're listening to, I live in Colorado and Colorado is known for being a pretty active and health conscious state. I think I've seen on multiple occasions, maybe not the latest numbers that we have the lowest obesity rate in the country. And that's something I'm pretty proud of. Now, my guest today, Laura Harris, recently introduced a new product to the market, a product called Greens Gone Wild, which is an energy bar that incorporates spinach as well as other greens for various health outcomes. And I will let Laura describe it herself instead of being in the business of trying to translate someone's business from their conversations and their website. Laura, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. How's your day been today? Day's been pretty good. Weirdly enough, yesterday I went uh, storm chasing, something I haven't done in, in a little while. Very cool. Where was the storm? Kind of near the town, between the towns of La Junta and Lamar in Southeast Colorado, which is a part of the state that a lot of people don't think about or go to that often. That's so cool. I actually submitted a picture of uh, inch and a half sized hail to the Twitter account of the National Weather Service. So I kind of did my part in weather verification too. That's awesome. Have you been able to submit other photos previously? Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is at whichever National Weather Service offices uh, zone you're in. So if you get hail at your house, NWS uh, Boulder is our local office. And, and you can usually, I like to put like um, the hailstone next to an object of known size, like a like a dime, a quarter, something like that. That makes sense too. Because then you really get to see, whoa, just the magnitude of the size of hail. Yeah. And uh, the bonus, of course, is that if you're at your home, and then eventually need an insurance claim, you know, verified for, you know, getting a new roof. That's your proof right there. That's a good call. Now, did you have any spinach packed protein bars with you while you were storm chasing? So unfortunately I did not. I made the mistake of relying on gas station snacks, which meant Chex Mix and yeah, I could have been uh, quite a bit healthier, but that's a great segue for us to talk about these spinach pack protein bars that you introduced to the market. Was it last year or earlier this year? It was actually the summer of 2019. So okay. June 1st was our first sales day and we did the Colorado Fresh Market Circuit plus Sons Lake. And it was so exciting, so busy, and we had a lot of great people loving what we were doing. Explain us a little bit about these uh, spinach-packed protein bars that uh, are sweeping across grocery stores in Colorado now. I love that. At Greens Gone Wild, we created spinach-packed protein bars. They're vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, soy-free with no refined or added sugars. You'll get a full serving of spinach in every single shelf-stable bar. They taste amazing. They're super chewy. They don't get stuck in your teeth. The flavor is outstanding. And we don't use any fillers, preservatives, no junk, and no natural flavors, which is very important to me. And so you talk about these artificial ingredients uh, in general. And do most protein bars, because I don't know if people really pay attention have these artificial ingredients in it. Most of the bars, like I think of the cliff bars and all the other stuff that people will pick up for their hikes. A lot of them have fillers, they'll have refined sugars. And 
With Greens Gone Wild, we keep it really simple. When you look at the back of our bar, you're going to have about 10 ingredients or less. It won't be something that you get in ingredient exhaustion because the print is so fine because there's so many things that they have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And added sugars are another big addition to a lot of bars and to the other bars out on the market that have greens. They'll typically use kale or spirulina or they'll put, put wheatgrass in, all which are wonderful. But once you put them into a bar, you really run the risk of having a super bitter taste. And because that's just not something that our American palate loves, we like a bit of sweet. You've got to add so much fake stuff to get it to taste palatable. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these bars, in order to introduce the fiber and all these other desired outcomes to offset the taste, they introduced these added sugars. Now I'm proud to show you that I'm drinking uh, water right now. I've had struggles before drinking soda, which is you know, high fructose corn syrup, probably one of the the worst things for you. And Mm -hmm. so when people switch to not consuming, and I'm going to use refined sugars as the example, because that's the one that I kind of heard about and studied the most. What is the difference in outcome for someone say going on a hike or going on? My thing is bike riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you have a refined sugar, your body processes it so quickly. And again, I will also say, I don't have a nutrition background. Mm -hmm. There's no science right behind this, but it is a lot of the basic stuff that you can find on the web. And then also too, just when you consume it yourself, the majority of people who eat a refined sugar are going to get a a spike in energy, but Mm -hmm. it does not last. You're going to crash shortly thereafter. Whereas if you eat something like a bowl of blueberries, for instance, you're going to get energy, it won't spike, but it processes as it's supposed to, because it's just the natural sugar from the blueberry itself. With our bars, that's also what we wanted to make sure we did was one simple sugar that's going to come from the ingredient, which would be dates or blueberries, depending on if it's the date, sorry, the blueberry coconut bar, or if it's dates and bananas and our peanut butter banana bar. Mm -hmm. And because my business partner, who is so fantastic with recipes, he is the chef and the creator. We knew that adding fiber, fats, and protein also adds to that natural sugar and really allows you to just have a 10 mile bike ride that you're energized for the entire way. Not just you're on mile two or three and you're like, man, Oh, I'm crashing right now, right? Or if mm-hmm. you're hiking, you get to hike a lot longer without having to take a break unless it's just for water or to use the restroom. I've actually seen people put together this this kind of profile of and the energy intake, whereas a simple processed sugar, whatever, is going to have a quick spike and then yes. quick crash. Whereas a natural sugar, say, you know, I was talking about eating oranges or apples or something like that, especially if you mix it with some other more complex carbohydrates is more likely to have like a longer, slower burn. It doesn't spike you quite as high, but it lasts a lot longer. Absolutely. And that's what we want. If we were to segue quick into why I started this business, it's Mm -hmm. in the service industry for such a long time. We don't get breaks. I relied heavily on bars and you could tell the difference in certain bars where it was closer to natural ingredients. I could have a few bites and I'm sustained for a while. Or if it's one that's packed with more sugar and I have a few bites and then all of a sudden it's bing and I'm ready to go. But then within 30 minutes to an hour, I'm crashed again. And then that hanger sets in because I I potentially haven't had a break yet, you know, for the shift. And that's important for us. So I decided that I wanted to make a bar 
that also contained a lot of greens because I love spinach. It's super healthy for you. It might not be the only green that we use. We've got some fun flavors that we are considering making in a couple of years, putting those together, spinach, bars, right? We rely heavily on bars. So many Americans do just people around the world and then natural sugars. Gosh, what a great product that the industry is lacking. And that I know others like me would be so happy to have for their bike rides, for hiking, when serving the busy mom, right? Running around with her kids. Our our bars are super kid-friendly, really for anyone. Yeah, that makes sense. And so another key aspect of the idea behind the bar is it's something you can take on the go. Because I think a lot of people, like when I make kale, for example, I mean, I cut it up, I cut up garlic, I bring in the oil, everything like that. It's very much a at-home cooking for a while, by while, I mean 10, 15 minutes, but you know yes. what I mean? That's not a portable thing. You're not on a backpacking trip or something. You're not going to bring out this skillet and chop up ingredients and stuff like that, right? Right. And so this portability was just another key component to kind of why you designed the product the way you did? It was, yes. And it's funny that you mentioned, you know, pulling the skillet out of the backpack. So uh, we recently applied um, for a certain show where you can win, not win, but have someone invest a lot of money in you. And we had to do a little video and we did like an infomercial style video. So we did three short commercials and the first one starts out of me hiking and then pulling a salad bowl out of my backpack, right? And then struggling to open it. And then I open it and the, the spinach flies everywhere. Another scene, I'm driving in a car, right? And I go to pull the salad out and it's just a whole fiasco in the car. So it is, we love greens. We should all eat more greens. I know not everyone loves greens. So I have, I shouldn't say I, Zach, my business partner has so eloquently hidden them in, but it is, it's a great way to get your greens on the go. And it's a full serving too, which is awesome. American Heart Association, half cup is a full serving and air dried, grind it into a powder. You can easily fit in a half cup or more. If it was my way, we would have put probably two cups of spinach in there because that is how deep of a love I have for spinach. But again, it's mm-hmm. being mindful of everyone's palace. And, and I, I think of the the health benefits of eating, you know, whether it be spinach or kale or any of these other deeper, darker greens. And I know I'm using the wrong terminology, but we're talking about the difference between a a more nutrition dense green than say something like iceberg lettuce. That's just- It's a waste. Kind of, yeah, just kind of almost like eating water, right? Yeah. And so the benefit that you get, say from eating a, a salad that has spinach in it, so you have spinach, tomatoes and croutons and all the whatever you like is gonna be the same as the benefit you get from one of your bars that has the same exact serving of spinach in it. Yes. The great thing about air drying is that it's going to hold, and really any type of dehydration, it's going to hold the nutritional value of that ingredient. So once it is absorbed into your body, it will rehydrate and it does what it's supposed to do for your body. And absolutely the darker the green, the thicker the green, the more roughage you're going to get, the better it is and the more nutritious you'll get too. So it's important that we all have a good balance and add in your greens. And I've made it easy mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> and for people who don't eat greens, what is the missing health benefit? Gosh, there's quite a few, but there's K and, and D and E. 
I know I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a few others. Zach actually just went over this with someone yesterday. There's just so much good stuff that it does for your body. And I know I had a gentleman yesterday who dropped off groceries from eGrocer that we just got into, which I'm super excited. And he had mentioned, I gave him a bar as an added thank you. And he goes, oh my gosh, there's spinach. This is so fantastic. I'm supposed to have more magnesium in my diet because mm. I'm getting heart palpitations, right? I didn't know of that. And that was a really cool thing for me to learn yesterday. It's the roughage too, that our body needs to be able to go number two better, right? Have a more balanced, you know, digestive system and track. Yeah. There are of course those few that have to be careful of their K. If you're on a blood thinner medication, our bars probably won't be for you, which is unfortunate, but you've got to be mindful of that. We don't want any extra strokes happening, right? Due to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so is health something that's also always been a passion of yours? Have you always been thinking about health and how, I mean, in some ways our health has been getting worse for a, a few decades? For me, my health has fluctuated. I've gone, I think, through a roller coaster of really caring a lot about what I put in my body, what I eat, making the space, making the time for it. And so in my early 30s, I had gained a bunch of weight. I was working at an Irish pub managing and Jaeger, beer, cheese steaks, yep. soda on the gun. I mean, you name it. I was, you know, I had it. And I just got to a certain point that felt really uncomfortable for me. I know anybody at any weight, do what you want to do, be how you want to be. Just for me personally, it didn't, it didn't work well. So yeah. I got all the sugars out. I started eating a lot of spinach and I really began to just love the difference of how I felt from eating healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. and that continued for, gosh, I'd say almost 10 years. And I will say I'm on a bit of a, a downslope right now with my health just due to timing, bad habits, and really not making the space for that work-life balance. But we're on track again. I meal prepped yesterday. Oh, <laughs> and nice. Salads with spinach just because I do like to eat other things than my bars. <laughs> other <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Obviously, there's going to be other things. I think no one can eat the same exact thing every single day. That would be a little bit tough, but that's another good topic to cover for our audience out here, which is when someone is starting up a business and as you are in the, in this case of wearing many hats, as people say, whereas like you haven't passed off things like say marketing, accounting, the, the things people tend to eventually pass off when they start earning a little bit more money. I know it can get a little bit tough to maintain your physical and mental health. It slipped, but now you're kind of back into meal planning. What do you think is the key to someone maintaining their physical health during some of these periods when they're really having to go hard and push? Absolutely. So meal prepping is number one. I think that no matter what health coach I've worked with over the years, there's been quite a few, it's always, you know, nutrition is the first thing you should care about. And then exercising is second. It's 80% nutrition, right? 20% working out is, is about the number you'll always hear. And so for me, and I think others, do whatever it takes to make some space. If it's a few hours on Sunday or Monday or a few hours on Wednesday, Thursday, and just do a bit of meal prepping, figure out what are your favorite things to eat? What is going to make you the happiest to sit down and have a few bites in the few moments of time that you'll get make small snack boxes that have a good amount of protein in it. And then also make some fun salads and, and some creative bowls and, and whatever it might, might, might feel best for you. And then again, for me, I've got to add in my walking, just small mm -hmm. steps of getting some movement back into my body when I'm able to 
then prioritizing a nice fuller chunk of my mornings too, working out, maybe some yoga, taking the dogs for a longer walk, but it's fitting it in where you can. And that's something that's also been mentioned to me too over the years of having this business and knowing different health coaches and saying, we get it, you're busy. Find the time where you can to make the positive habits and little positive steps and just be 1% Mm. better every day. A lot of what goes wrong with, say, New Year's resolutions is that people try to make a really big jump where they try to make 17 different changes at once as opposed to saying, okay, for the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to focus on this aspect of my life and getting a little better here. The next couple of weeks, I'll focus on that aspect and to try to kind of make it into manageable portions. Yes. Atomic Habits, if no one has read that. It's from James Clear and it is amazing. I listened to it on Audible last year and it took a while to get things going right and started, but I've gotten a lot better at a few of the small habits that I've started back then that I still do now. And it's just building on top of little bit by little bit. And it's a much more manageable way and sustainable and lasting way to create a healthier life. That's amazing. And one other question I wanted to ask you about some of these nutrition things that you've looked into is, are there common misconceptions about nutrition that are around that people could need to kind of get rid of when they're doing their meal planning or looking at that and saying, okay, what do I want to make for myself for say the next three or four days and they can put it all in the fridge? Of course, there's all types of diet. I've, I've tried keto, I've tried low carb, you know, fasting, varied amounts of hours, um, one meal a day. There's so many things, right? But I, I, what I, I know is the most important. And I think what it really dials down to is stop eating when you're full. I struggle mm-hmm. with that. Like the moment they're like, oh, I think I'm okay. Put the food away. You can always go back to it in an hour or two, right? Eat the things that you love and just eat them in moderation. Also, mm-hmm. also key. portion control is huge. And I think those are just a couple of the littlest things that you can do when you think about meal prepping, have a variety of good things but make sure it's what you love to eat. So you enjoy it as you're eating it and take time. Don't scroll while eating. Don't check your email while eating. Go outside if you're able to go to a different room from your office and just Mm -hmm. enjoy. I like to sometimes try to think things through like organically in my head, aside from anything I'm hearing around me. And I keep thinking to myself about these fad diets and a lot of them will like demonize one type of food or one type of thing. And the first thing I thought to myself was, well, if red meats or encased meats were the problem, then Germany would be worse off than us. And if carbs were the problem, well, Italy would be worse off than us because that diet is one big carb load. And then I recall the last time I went to the Olive Garden, looking at my plate and just thinking to myself, who finishes a meal at Olive Garden? So I was like wondering like, okay, Maybe it is the fact that we have ridiculous portion sizes and in some places in the U.S. tend to be a lot more sedentary than we are in Colorado. Absolutely. And I know for me, getting out of the service industry and being able to start the business full-time this year, I saw a major downtick in my walking and exercise habits and a major uptick in my weight, right? Mm -hmm. And that's been a big adjustment. There is a lot of bashing, you're right, about what's good, what's not good. But I think at the end of the day, you know, mindful eating, intuitive eating are really two things that are so key. I also think that every single person's body is different and what they need to eat is going to be different from hundreds of other people. It's not fair for people to shove their beliefs down your throat. 
So yeah. also if you need help with coaching and health and things and exercising and food, find someone that aligns with your values. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of um, nutritionists out there and there are actually nutritionists out there who will look at you individually, as opposed to just trying to heap on a one size fits all type of solution that may or may not work. I went to a nutritionist three or four years ago-ish now. And one of the things I was actually told was to eat more greens at that point in time. That, nice. That's where my frequent making of kale, and I'll just chop a bunch up with like garlic, oil, salt, and pepper, and have it as like the the vegetable on the side. So if I'm having pasta, I'll have kale with it. And that kind of produces that mix, I guess, similar to the mix that uh, someone will get in your bars, even though in a much less portable type of way. Very much so. Yeah. Do you ever put kale in your smoothies or do you make smoothies? So I haven't made smoothies because more dishes to wash, maybe. Okay. I, I can't think of a better reason for it. <laughs> funny. Okay. I drink, so I make a lot of smoothies. I make them in my Ninja and I just drink from the Ninja. I screw off the top that's got the blades on it and I just drink yeah. from that and it keeps it super easy. So if you ever need smoothie recipes, I'm your gal. I've been doing smoothies for a very long time, like 10 years. <laughs> that is that is awesome. I know there's like yeah. places like Jamba Juice that make like those types of smoothies as well. Yeah. And so the thing too with them is it's just the fruit. And also I found mm. out recently that blending fruit is different than eating a whole piece of fruit because it, it breaks it down quicker. So your, your body's going to absorb the sugar faster from a smoothie, which is super good to know. Um, so I'm trying to make my smoothies a bit more greener. And if I do use mm -hmm. fruit, it's a very minimal amount. Eat what makes you happy. Find someone that aligns with you. Get your greens in. Those are just so important for our bodies. Eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow is key. To broaden things up, I think one of the other keys is that anytime you make a shift in your life, whether it be going to a new job, moving to a new city, starting a new relationship or something like that, there's a potential for your health outcomes to shift. Could be for the better, could be for the worse, but there's potential for a shift in those health outcomes. And that's something to kind of, be considered something to monitor or maybe at least a week or two in start thinking, okay, what am I observing? And one of the things that I always look at, and I don't know if you have any comments on this as well, is I'm always thinking about my energy level, my primary motivation for wanting to eat well and wanting to stay in, in good shape is that I, I just, I hate crashing. I hate feeling like I'm like tired and needing to fall asleep when I've gotten plenty of sleep the night before. I went to see a new PCP and I'm getting some blood work done. Got it done mm -hmm. on uh, Monday, actually. So waiting for the results, but it's because I'm suffering from chronic fatigue. And energy. PCP, can you tell us what PCP stands uh, for? Primary care physician. Okay. It's, so it's not the drug that makes you jump out the window. Thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 not that. Anyway. New primary care physician. Her focus is gut health. And I'll be 40 in September. I also know that every 10 years, our bodies can do a massive hormonal shift. And I'm coming up on the mm -hmm. age of females where like things have changed. So I am doing a very good deep dive into my internal health. Okay. Is it truly just lack of exercise and poor eating habits that is causing the chronic fatigue and the tired all the time and the low energy and the brain fog and, mm -hmm. the, gas and the bloating and other things that are, you know, aren't um, moving and grooving like they should, or do I have some things in my blood that like are going to tell them, okay, you've got some stuff going on. 
Here's how we're going to combat it best. I also know I would like to take an LCAT test soon, which is the very thorough food sensitivity test, which is also oh, yeah. something you know people can consider taking too, because that's just going to aid in figuring out what's best for you to eat. Yeah, that makes sense. And one of the complicated things about that whole process is whenever you're observing any lack of optimal in your body, I will say, mm-hmm. usually um, results in some kind of energy level, which is kind of one of the primary considerations for anyone that wants the energy to like fulfill their life's passions for sure, is that there's so many things that could be going on, right? So it could be something diet, it could be exercise, it could be hormonal, it could be social situation, the type of people you're around, the type of people you're not around. And also sometimes for some listeners out there, I know this is not the case for you because you are got your business, you got your passion going is not getting the stuff that really lights you up in life, going through what I call living by the script, which is where you're just going through the motions, you're, you go to work, your job is not really fulfilling, but it's good enough to get your bills paid. And then you come home and you maintain a house, maybe binge watch a couple TV series and not really get that, the thing that really excites you, whether it be going to a concert, whether it be pedaling your bike up a big mountain or even, you know, walking with your dog. Absolutely. So it's good to figure out. And I think too, it's nice to be able to look at those things in pieces because it can feel very overwhelming at first. If you've had a life change, if you've moved, whatever that might be. And then if you've also done some personal things that you've stopped working out, um, you're not eating as well, like take Mm -hmm. it bit by bit and really try to break down where the energy level seems to be lacking. And yeah, there's, there's so many reasons. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is this idea of bringing a whole new product into a market where there kind of already is products, because I feel like there's a couple different types of startups. One is something that like really kind of comes out of nowhere, like the iPhone. Like there was no such thing as the iPhone before or anything like that. I guess there was the BlackBerry, but like obviously the the grocery stores, they already have those energy bars. What feeling went through your head when you thought about that and how you're kind of bringing a whole new bar here and that you're going to have to compete with all these established, you know, bars, I guess. Yeah, it's a little um, nerve wracking, of course, but I knew that I was bringing something to the table that a lot of people would love. There is a massive void. And so I'm, I'm going to fill it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to stop at just bars. I have other products in mind that I'd like for us to create at some point, but I know that there's room for all of us. And I am just going to make sure that we are passionate about our goal, our mission, quality of product that we sell. And just being able to share that is so powerful to me. And I know they say it takes three to five years for a business to really catch on. Mm -hmm. And I I know this is our year, year three, this is our year. We took a pause because of COVID. We came back for stronger than ever. The competition, ah, it's fine. Not even worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that helps, I don't know if this will help inform anyone out there listening, your decisions on to you know, what business you want to start, what product you want to bring in, or, or even what you want to, what endeavor you want to take on is that your product is significantly different than what's already out there. It's not like, you know, Coke and Pepsi, and now there's Shasta Cola, which I do enjoy. I don't know which one came first, but you know what I mean? It's like pretty much the same thing. There is this like significant departure from what you've already seen out there. Absolutely. 
So vegan shelf stable spinach pack bars. There's, there isn't a single one out there. That's that vegan bars are not very plentiful. If they are, it's going to be more of an energy bar than it will be protein. That nine grams and up is really where you want to see uh, the protein impactful, right? That actually does make an impact and it's not just an energy bar. And then in regards to greens, right? Yes, there are bars that have greens out there, but it's a mixture and it's not just one single source of greens. So we're trying to simplify it, keep Mm -hmm. it hearty, keep it tasty. And we've got some other fun flavors in the mix coming out this year. Nut-free, which would be great. It's going to be made Mm -hmm. with milk and seed butter. And then our second, or sorry, our fourth flavor, peanut butter, but it's going to be a PB&J bar. So we're excited. Oh, yeah. Wow, that that sounds interesting because one of the things that people bring on bike trips is uh, PB&J sandwiches, you know, packed in little bags. I know that that tends to be a, a popular flavor combination. So time from launch to getting traction. What kept you going? And some of it was during global pandemic, which made it a little bit even extra challenging for you probably. Yeah. What would you say was the number one thing that kept you going at it, you know, plugging away, knowing that someday this is going to happen, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a little less than a year of sales right before the pandemic hit and everybody got shut down. It was pure excitement, right? Getting Mm -hmm. to share something that no one else is doing. Then COVID hit and we wanted to take a pause just due to safety concerns where we were making our bars. Mm -hmm. We ran out of stock, ran out of money. So for about six months, it was a lot of sitting around, but still knowing that I've got something that people want and I've got to get this out to people and share. And then now it's basically that same thing. And I I think underlying too, I don't want to work for somebody else for the rest of my life, you know, not my thing. I like being my own boss and being on my own schedule. Am I great at holding myself accountable every single day? Nope. Cause that's really hard, but uh, it can be hard. Yeah. It can be really hard, (laughs) but overall, I'm just so happy with what we've created and where we want to go. And we want to make protein powders. I'd love to make refrigerated shakes. We'd like to do protein bites or balls, you know, something a little bit more smaller and compact, everything packed with spinach. Um, we did granola actually our first summer, which was really fun, spinach fat granola. And I know that there are a plethora of people that want what I have. And I'm so happy to give it to them in the best and cleanest and funnest way that I can. And I also want people to feel confident too. When they pick up our bars, they can look at the back pop it in their grocery cart. And they're so happy that, oh, finally a bar that I I know what's in there. I know it's clean. I know what I'm eating. There's nothing hidden. So it's this like belief in the mission and belief that there are people out there. I know it takes time gaining traction because a big thing about our modern culture right now is just getting noticed in general. We the internet connected everyone to everyone. And now there's like so much noise. Everyone has so many things on their mind just to get someone's attention, just to get someone to actually think about a, anything new is a, is a huge challenge. It's going to take some time, but kind of this certainty of knowing intersection of knowing, I guess, that this is something that people need, that people are wanting and knowing that this is also the thing that you want to be doing. And once you've kind of figured those, the intersection of those two things out, it sounds like it's a lot, I want to say easier, but more straightforward to get through this whole three to five years on average to get traction on anything. Absolutely. And you, you spoke very eloquent for me. So thank you. Yes. And then 
One of the other challenges that a lot of people face, not just in business, but anywhere in our society, especially where I'm originally from, which is New York, is the challenge in being okay with spending time just resting, as you were talking about time you were just sitting around and waiting. Did this intersection of certainty, knowing, okay, I'm building something that people want, and I know I want to be building it, to put it in broader sense for you know anyone out there listening, whatever your endeavor is, is that something that helped you also be better at just taking this time that's rest time and just saying, okay, this was meant to be a time for me to recharge myself a little bit. This was meant for me to be a time to just sit and observe this tree swaying back and forth in my neighbor's yard or whatever you're doing. It was some good time for reflection and it really made me value how much I loved being at a farmer's market, at a demo, mm-hmm. at events, getting to talk to people. I love connections. I like you know making friends and helping people when I can. And I'm helping by providing this really tasty bar that is so convenient for every aspect of your life, provided you don't have any allergies to tree nuts or peanuts at the moment or any of the other ingredients, but it truly was. And so now I find that when my workday is done, I like to just sit and chill and not do much. Uh, My mornings are a tad bit slow to start, but then once I'm going, I'm able to grind, which is good. And I know this will be my summer of, I keep joking, eight days a week because we're at so Mm -hmm. many markets each week. And so this is going to be a hearty summer with probably not as many breaks as I should be taking, but winter will come around, right? And we can have some breathing room then that we'll thoroughly get to cherish while we're doing a different set of crazy, busy, but not as not as insane as seven markets a week. That's another good question to ask about that these periods of time where people will sometimes overextend themselves because I know we're all aiming for this balance where you get the right amount of work, you get the right amount of play, you get the right amount of rest um, and the right amount of, you know, all the other things you need, whether it be sunlight, social, blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like in a lot of endeavors, including where you are this summer, oftentimes you're going to be a little bit out of balance for a certain amount of time. Do you think that's a natural part of starting a business? Do you think that this needs to change or do you think that an out of balance period can then be like counteracted by like, okay, maybe in the winter you're resting more. I would love to have balance every day, right? 365 days a year would be so fantastic. Yeah. Work-life balance. However, with startup businesses and you do so many things, you wear so many hats, it's just not feasible. And I think having the periods at least of rest are so, so good. If you just go, go, go all day, every day for a full year, it's too much. You will get burnout. No one wants to experience burnout. And so, yes, find your seasons where you know work is going to consume you and you'll need more of it. And then embrace and cherish the times that you know you'll still be busy, but it won't be working eight days a week and you won't be working... 10 hour days, five days a week. And I guess that there, there's a point of inflection for everyone. And I think that point of inflection varies depending on how energizing what you're doing every day is. But you know, some people it can be as low as 20 hours a week, some people as high as 70 hours a week. But anywhere in between, there's a point of inflection where you reach where you're extending yourself, you're overextending yourself, you're extending yourself beyond where your your body, your mind, your spirit 
want to go. I guess it's just a matter of how long you can keep that up for and then how you rejuvenate yourself when that's done based on the necessities of the business, I feel like are always going to at some point bring you to that overextended spot. Absolutely. And I found too a lot of last year when I was working the business almost full time and then serving and bartending as well, three shifts a week. If there was a morning that I didn't want to do anything before going into my, let's say Saturday night bartending shift, I did nothing. Sat on the couch, hung with my dogs and I chilled. And I think it's also about finding in these seasons of insanity with work, when you have a moment or a few hours, take it if you're able to. Mm -hmm. And it circles back to when you're eating your food, yes, your day is full and there's lots to be done. There's always a post that can be done or, or an email to check, but get away eat your food in silence. So it's just a tiny, tiny bit of rejuvenation for yourself and a little bit of breathing room and mental clarity. Yeah. And so I see a lot of people also try to get that through some sort of 10 minute meditation type exercise that's different times a day. And also some people swear by in the morning, I feel like I actually tend to need it more in the afternoon after I've had some clutter of the day, but I have other things I want to do afterward. But whichever way you can find these shorter amounts of time since not everyone has an hour to do something really (laughs) crazy, like a longer walk, hike or something like that to just kind of reset your mind a little bit. And then when you're having your less busy periods of time, just being okay with saying today, Sunday, June 12th or whatever day coming up, I'm not going to get anything done. I'm not going to check anything off my list. Just going to let myself rejuvenate. Absolutely. That's good. It's good to do that. Plan it out in advance and just know like, Hey, it's my day to not be available for anyone. Shutting down. See ya. See you the next day. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the seven types of rest. No. uh -uh. And I don't even remember what they all are, but there's like social rest, physical rest, stimulation rest. Came about first when I went on a really long bike ride. And I do these multi-day bike rides where, okay, at the end of this bike ride, I need physical rest because I've been pushing my bike. I've been pedaling up and down mountains for days. And that can get exhausting for anyone, no matter how good a shape you're in. But then realizing, oh my gosh, but spiritually and sensory wise, I'm actually pretty rested because I haven't had all the normal daily input. I haven't had the person freaking out over whatever the latest news story is or the ups and downs of day-to-day life that we all have based on whatever's going on with our world. That's true. I'm going to look into that. That's a really cool call out for sure. For everyone out there listening, where can someone find Greens Gone Wild? Where can someone find your protein bars? And I mean, careful not to call them energy bars now that you've established the the distinction that with that nine grams of protein (laughs) threshold. I know that there's a uh, market by my house that has them, but probably a lot of other places too. Yeah. So locally, we're at all three choice markets, uh, Levers Locavore up in the Highlands, Sun Market in the Whittier neighborhood, Aviano Coffee in Cherry Creek. Oh, I Um, love that place. It's so awesome. I'm really, really pumped. Starting on Monday, our bars will be available at Pine Melon and it's Denver's new e-grocer. And- Mm -hmm. It's convenient, easy. I've used it twice. Such a big fan. On our website, there is a where to buy tab that you can click on with a store locator map. 
And so pop in your zip code. I know I'm missing a few places. I always am, but we are in Virginia, Idaho, Southern California and here. And then we're of course at a lot of markets. So I mentioned it earlier, but if you've got pen and paper, just kidding. Um, Evergreen, (laughs) Evergreen on Tuesdays, Green Valley Ranch, Wednesday evenings, Friday evenings, Stanley Market, Saturday, City Park and University Hills, Sunday, Arvada. And then there's a great little pop-up market outside of Sun Market, like I had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And that's been really fun too. So Um, the city park, is that that farmer's market that's there in front of the high school? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a pretty cool place. Uh, A lot of, a lot of dogs there, which is cool if you, if you (laughs) love dogs. And then, so this e-grocer, can you tell us a little bit more about how that works? Absolutely. So with Pine Melon, uh, you'll go to their website. They, I think they might even have like a little first time coupon of some sort with like free delivery. Not sure, but you can search for a variety of groceries, fruits, veggies, meats, dairies. They have a cool little local section as well, which I'm guessing we might get you know popped into that section. And you just click and add things to your cart. Just yesterday, I had rainbow shard, had a cauliflower, zucchini, keto granola in there, and then just, just a variety of stuff, right? They do groceries within two hours for delivery, which is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's really convenient. Now, granted, both times that I've ordered have been in the evening. So my groceries came the next morning, but I had a really great delivery person each time and the price has been reasonable. And for me, I think it's just so convenient to get your groceries delivered, maybe not weekly, but just every so often, if you got a lot going on, it's mm-hmm. a convenient way. And I was able to meal prep yesterday with ease because I took the stuff that I already had at home, plus the things from Pine Melon. And I've got a nice complete set of meals for the week. Nice. And so that's a great thing for everyone listening out there that suddenly, well, not suddenly, based on this episode, uh, <laughs> wants to start doing some more meal planning. And how would someone find that? So your your website is greensconewild.com, right? Yes. And then Pine Melon, what's the web address for that? Pinemelon.com. Okay. Very, very complicated, very hard websites to remember right yes. here. So hopefully <laughs> yes, you indeed. all have a pen and paper out or, yeah. or maybe you'll have to put up a QR code so you can scan them in. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I'll say too, Sun Market is a really awesome little bodega and market with a, such great items. So love that I get to support another women-owned business. And then for those of you that haven't been to Lever's Locavore, it's up on the Highlands and they have a really cool beer and wine there. Mm. And you can sip while you're grocery shopping and they have a huge focus on local as well. And they've been big supporters of us since, honestly, I think August of last year. So a couple of really fun. I know. And then for anyone that has ever heard of Nooch Vegan Market, they just closed their doors in Denver for 10 years and they were one of our big supporters too. So much love to them Mm -hmm. and wishing them all the best. But yeah, we ship our bars as well. So we got a lot of options for however you need to get our products into your hands and then into your mouth. Well, it's always sad to see businesses that you love close their doors, you know, especially when they're big supporters. Also, I'm surprised that more grocery stores haven't done that sip and shop because I know they give you free drinks at the casinos, knowing that you're going to be a little bit looser with your money there. I'm surprised it doesn't work that way with the grocery stores too. Same, same. Absolutely. You give kids cookies. Why don't you give the the adults alcohol? Yeah. (laughs) So finally, any last uh, messages you have for my audience, anyone out there that 
maybe looking to bring a product or service to the market themselves or just generally starting kind of any endeavor? Yeah, my 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 biggest thing, and I learned this from a wonderful woman named Holly Whitaker, but start before you're ready. Now, financially, that is not something you should do. Probably try to get most of your financial ducks in a row, have the investment, you know, in place or your your capital and all the things, but just start before you're ready. Do a little bit every day, whether it's, you know, researching your competition, finding out how much things are going to cost to get produced, made, where are they going to be manufactured? Who's your target market? What is the best social media platform for you to sell your items on? Mm-hmm. You know, create a bit of a buzz about it and but just start before you're ready. That's yeah. the biggest piece of advice. By the way, here's a plug for some of the other episodes of my podcast. Uh, we do have episodes with people who talk about things such as business planning, business development, even marketing, determining a target market. So you can kind of go back or eventually go forward to other episodes and get some ideas around all those other aspects of the business. But yeah, you're right, because I think you're talking about that state where people are waiting for the exact right moment where their their emotional state, the market, the competition, some sort of external event all align in this like one in 275 year what alignment that makes it the exact right day for you to start. And then you realize Mercury's in retrograde, so you can't. And <laughs> it's never not. <laughs> it's always oh, it's always going to be something. So once you have that idea, and if you feel like that intersection we talked about between this is something we know people want and need, and I know I want to do it. Like you said, there's all these things you could be looking into and how, how am I going to build a product? What's the best way to market it? Who do I want to market it to? All those things. Yeah, don't wait for the right moment. Don't ever wait for the right moment. You're going to constantly be learning. There's going to constantly be things thrown at you that are going to allow for a lot of tears and frustrations because it didn't get done right. Or there's just things that are out of your control. So mm-hmm. learn from your mistakes is, is also a really big thing. Put in place checklist if you need to, because we've had yep. to do that mm-hmm. when um, big mistakes happen that are also big financial mistakes. And uh, But just try to have fun and know that the end goal is providing a lot of people something that they're likely missing that you found that niche for, whatever that might be. Oh, that is fantastic. That fantastic knowing. And so, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today on Actions Antidotes, telling us all about Greens Gone Wild, our need for greens in our diet, as well as the the way we can kind of align our interests with market needs and the way we can kind of power through some of these three-year delay between when you launch everything with the excitement and when you finally start to gain some traction. And um, I'd like to also thank everyone out there for listening and encourage you to Stay tuned or tune back in to Actions Antidotes for some more episodes with some more kind of lessons to take along the way as you continue upon your journey toward the place where you really want to be in life. Thank you so much. Today was awesome. This is really fun to get a chat with you. And I love being able to share my passion. And it was great to have you chime in and have such great advice too. And thank you for doing what you do and helping others on their journey to whatever yeah. that may be. I can't wait to see everyone's ideas this renaissance of ideas just kind of come into the market and all the creativity, everything. It's going to be so much more beautiful when everyone of you out there listening builds the thing that you really want to build. 
Absolutely. And reach out to us. We have so many connections of great people that can help you start your business and do all the things you need. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too.